Okay, yeah, you started the recording. All right, all right, all right. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, world. I always want to do that. Welcome to the Sidebar Podcast. That should have been on the first one. <laughs> it should have been on the first one. You're right. Today's topic is life during COVID. We're going to talk about how things were before COVID, how things are now, because we're still in the middle of the pandemic, and what we hope things will be like afterwards. Let go. All right, all right, all right, all right. We are back. Back, back, snack attack on the sidebar podcast. That's not our theme song, but. <laughs> it is not. That I, it rhymes. So, you know, I, I just threw that in. I'm just Marge. I'm D Strong. And today, what are we talking about? Life during. How did I get locked? I love that song. Okay. All right. If y'all know it, sing the rest at, at, at your leisure where you are. But yes, life during COVID, not life before. We know how it was before. And we already seen what it is after, I guess. I don't know what what state. I don't know. You know, it's, it, people doing their own thing, and it's just it's a it's a thing. But as far as during COVID, so I mean, you kick it off. Let let how how you want to start it off. So I guess for me, I'm I thought about the topic. How did things change for you now that COVID is here, and how did how did your life change? once it was effective because like this is we're dropping this episode in march of 2021 and effectively this is when COVID started for most people yeah march of 2020 right so how are things changed i mean we're still in it right but how did things change for you (laughs) here it's i'm chuckling because it's just it was it's crazy time obviously for everyone but I remember, you know, we were hearing about it and I was working in the office. All of us were. And I don't know. I felt like at some point there was going to be, you know, a request to start working from home. And so I started getting acclimated to that. I started bringing my I have a work laptop. So I started bringing that home regularly uh, just in case I happened to wake up one morning. They're like, you know what? No, if you if you got your laptop at home, stay at home or type deal, you know. I didn't want to, if they told us to stay at home, I didn't want to be in a position where, man, I got to go back out to get my stuff, then come home type deal. Because no one knew what we were doing. So I'd already gotten acclimated to it, bringing my work laptop home every day. And then one day they they said, you know, you're going to be working from home effective immediately. So whatever stuff you need to, to get to make it happen, do that. And so I'm like, I already got what I need. My laptop, my mouse. That was it. And so I got, and oh, of course, and you know, my, not my, I didn't, I didn't bring my docking station. I didn't need that, but I did bring the power cord and everything. So I brought exactly what I needed to work effectively. And that's what I did. And so I carved out the first thing I did. And a lot of people, I, I just don't understand why other people didn't do this. But the first thing I did was carve out a space for me to work. I, I didn't have a workspace. So I decided to use my dining room area as my workspace. The kitchen table, big enough. It's, it was always clean. Chairs are there. So it just made sense to me to do that. One of the 
one of my cardinal rules was to maintain the same routine that I had going into the office. So I would still get up and take shower, change clothes. I still did that, made breakfast, all of these things. And so when I went to sit at my now desk, which was my kitchen table, that's that's what I did. I worked. I did not have my TV going. You know, I did not look at the fact that, oh, I'm in my house. I'm going to do whatever, you know, I'm no, I even put on shoes. I am at work. I had to maintain this same routine so I wouldn't get lax. I wouldn't get depressed and I would not be as effective because, you know, it started wearing on people mentally. And I and I saw that happening. I started checking in with my team. And one of the biggest things was like, look, still take vacation days. It's called paid time off PTO for a reason. It is paid time off. Don't feel like, oh, I'm not going somewhere, so I'm not going to take vacation. No, still do that. Even if you're doing nothing in your home, you're not working. That's the point. And you have all this time built up. Not all of it's going to roll over. And we can't all take vacation at the same time because in the corporate world, people like to game the system. And I knew that's what people were going to do, start storing up their, their time to take two, three months off. You can't do that. Then you have nobody, you have no workforce, no coverage because everyone's trying to take the same time off. So that was the biggest thing, the establishing and maintaining of the routine of now being at home. And I wasn't wearing my work clothes. Now I'm wearing jeans and, (laughs) you know, I'm still wearing regular clothes, but I'm not in my sleeping clothes. I'm not still in my nightgown looking crazy. You know, I'm still changing into something decent. So I'm always camera ready. Which a lot of people, yo, when we started doing those uh, uh, Zoom meetings and stuff, folks was looking like the truth was coming out and folks was looking rough at the house. And I'm like, you're still at work. <laughs> you, know? you, need to pre- you need to be presentable uh, yeah. uh, some sort of way. Uh, those folks is looking like they, they literally just rolled out of bed and turned on their camera like at least... You know, just disable your camera. Stop, stop that. You know, put on, put up a professional picture and let that be. We are still talking with vendors. We're still, we're still working. So and I'm thinking to myself like, dang, did you wash your face today? What is, yeah. what are we doing? What are you doing? Still maintain some level of professionalism. That was my thing. What about you? For me, I had already had workspace in my home. So I've worked remotely, worked for myself. So I've carved out this office. This has been my, where well, I work daily, except it's when I go out to meet with my clients. So it's dark in his office. I had already established, it's it the is the lab. lab, right? <laughs> she calls it back in, but it's the lab. It's the lab. <laughs> but I had to do this for a lot of reasons. And I, I guess so that the pandemic didn't really mm-hmm. force me to do anything different in that way because I carved out my own space. I told my friends and family, hey, these are the hours that I work. You can't drop by. Don't call me all day. You have to establish those things. I was able to do that years ago. So that didn't really affect me. Hmm. With the pandemic going strong or people really not knowing what it really was and what was really happening. And you're hearing these numbers and you're hearing the, the officials saying one thing and then you have the politicians saying something else. I was just like, I'm cool on everybody. Don't talk to me, my face. Don't be trying to touch me. We're not shaking hands. I already Mm -hmm. didn't 
touch, you know, a lot of people anyway, but it went into overdrive. Whereas I used to go into the grocery store, get my groceries, maybe speak to somebody, get out of there. Man, COVID hit, I was like, pew, pew, in and out. If I went in the store, so I started doing like, mm-hmm. uh, what they do, like grocery pickup. So I started doing that at first. Sometimes that worked in my favor because the guys would come out and be like, I'll be like, I didn't order this, I didn't order that. They was like, all right, don't worry about it. We're going to leave it in there. But sometimes it was like, hey, I really needed this for this recipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need that, right? So I ended up starting going back inside. But when I did, it was like, yo, have this list. And it was funny because I didn't want to touch my phone because I didn't want to have to wipe everything down. I didn't touch the bug. I looked like I was exterminated or something. Like I had everything but a, mm-hmm. but a full head uh, mask on, right? I would have the audio, the audio of my grocery list on mm-hmm. repeat. So I would have to touch my phone so I could keep hearing what I was supposed to get from the store because I didn't want to click it to check it off. I was real anal. Like, <laughs> mm. not going to get COVID out here in these streets. But what happened was even then, you know, people were really, in the beginning, people were really trying to do their best when they go out, right? Then people got lax. And then people got like, this ain't real. Uh, these numbers are wrong. and all this other stuff. Now, I had one experience in the grocery store. I didn't go to the grocery store for a while after that. Like, I lost some weight. I know last podcast we talked mm-hmm. about the freshman 15, the freshman 25. I actually lost some weight during this pandemic because I was like, I'm not. Oh, another thing, I had started the change where I wasn't eating out. So, no fast food. Mm-hmm. I had started that in March anyway. So, I told myself, I'm going to do this for a month. Well, I actually, it actually lasted until like November. So from March to November, I didn't eat out. Maybe once I did. I might, I might have cheated one day. But anyway, I was in the grocery store getting groceries. And there's this older guy in front of me. He was looking down the aisle and all this stuff. So I'm just being nice. He's old, right? So I'm let him take his time and get what he want. You know, I wish somebody do something like that for me when I get old, right? He... Sees me, but now he's taking forever. I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I'm being nice, but I can't wait here all day. So I was like, hey, excuse me, sir, can I get by? And he said something, and I didn't really understand what he was saying. Uh, I had my mask on, and he didn't have a mask on, but I didn't hear him. I said, excuse me, what do you say? And he got closer, mm. and he reached out to me, trying to grab wow. my mask and take my mask off. He said to me, you don't need no mask. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and he like, he was trying to take my mask off. But he's, uh-huh. again, he's like super old. He's like, <laughs> and so he's moving really slow. But I also was like, so beside myself, I was moving just as slow as he was. So we both moving like, <laughs> he's lunging at me. I'm trying to pull back. We both moving in like in slow motion. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And he didn't, he didn't grab. He almost got it though. Uh-huh. And he kind of stumbled forward. I grabbed my buggy. I bagged back. The lady behind me was like, oh my God, are you okay? I was like, <laughs> you need to be asking him, is he okay? <laughs> so I backed up. I went around. And I was almost going to just leave my buggy uh-huh. right there in the middle of the store and just walk out with like, deuces, I don't need this food this bad. It was crazy. But I did. <laughs> I was hungry, so I was like, let me go ahead and get this stuff because I'm 
I'm definitely not coming back to the store. So let me just go get what I already got. So I grabbed a couple um, more things that I needed. And I saw him at the end of the, another aisle. And he was like, I came up the aisle. He started staring at me. Just like, he was talking to somebody else. And he just stopped what he was doing and started staring at me. And I was like, what is wrong with this dude? Either way, I don't know if he already, you know, he was like, having like other issues. And I kind of wrote it off like that. Like, ah, I look like an old slave he used to own or something. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I didn't know what was going on, <laughs> right? So just like, whatever, let me get out of the store. But at the end of the day, like COVID definitely had two type of people, right? You had the people who believed in it and the people who don't. People who feel like, oh, it's, it's made up and it's not that serious. But the way I live is maybe it is, maybe it's not as bad as people make it seem. But I'm going to just lean on the side of caution and believe that it's, even worse than what people are making. I would say, you know, I, 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 I wasn't going to make heads or tails of it, but some positives did come from it. People were definitely washing their hands a lot better because I know where, where I, look. Why not before? Where, where I work, I knew for a fact <laughs> there was men and women who did not wash their hands after they came from the bathroom. Well, when COVID hit, Oh, they were on top of it and they had sanitation area like that hand sanitizer everywhere like it was no excuse folks was on top of it yeah. and then on top of that um mm-hmm. going to a restaurant or like fast food going through drive through or something and all the service uh people had on a mask and i'm like this is perfect keep i would say if nothing else keep that because you know how some people they're making their food keep, your food keep Stuff come out their mouth, they know things happen. I've seen it with my own eyes, things happen. You know, they, they may laugh about something, talking to somebody else, things sizzle on down into the into the grits. It is like, no, I don't think I want this anymore. But now with their mouth covered, listen, listen. you know, there, there's there's no possibility <laughs> of that. I love that. So I'm like, this needs to stay. <laughs> Remember. Going back to our, our previous podcast, Remember When, I remember when, when I was younger, it was even worse than it is today, of course. And I remember mm. we got to this um, barbecue place. Barbecue was on point. It was great. However, mm. <laughs> one of the guys that'd be on the pit would be back there smoking and his little <laughs> cigarette actually be dangling and just falling all in the barbecue. <laughs> so <laughs> all of that going on. And I was like, See, that's part of the flavor. Oh, but I'm like, this can't be right. This don't. It is. Yeah, I mean, the food industry, I would say improved because people had the, just that one little thing, people had their mouths covered. And so, and they had this, and most likely they had their hands covered too. They have on some sort of plastic protective glove or, or uh, rubber vinyl something. So and then they would change the gloves often, and and I'm like, this is this is straight. I please keep that. Also, that's not really why. Well, well, maybe anymore. not the glove changing, but definitely the mask the that's still going on. Yeah, well, places that I go to, that's still going on. Yeah, yeah, the gloves. From what I can see, so I'm thinking like, keep that. Yeah. The the maintenance on my car, not as much maintenance because I wasn't going anywhere. I'm not driving back and forth to work, so. I wasn't spending as much gas, money on gas, and I didn't need my car to be serviced because I know I'm like, dang, when's the last time I had an oil change? I'm like, oh, well, I'm not really driving the miles like I used to. So that was a plus. But actually, it was not so much that now this cost is, is no longer. It was a trade off. 
So whatever money that I did not spend yeah. towards maintenance on my car or even going out, because I love going out to restaurants, it was spent inward. So now, okay, my utilities have gone up some because now I'm using my lights throughout the day, the whole day, except at nighttime when I go to bed. Mm -hmm. I cook more. I'm taking the trash out more because I'm cooking more. I'm buying more groceries. So it was essentially a cost mm -hmm. trade-off from here outside to more inward. That Outside of that, it, it, it hasn't been, you know, that bad. I, I didn't think I could really cut it working from home, honestly. I was, you know, I'm thinking, like, oh, this is my home. Now it's my job, too. Uh, you know, that's why it was important for me to set that routine. But I'm thinking, like, for the long term, can I do this? But I, I love working from home. I really, really do. I have been more productive, more relaxed. I get dinner on the table a lot sooner because it's right here. I don't have to, you know, like, okay, now I got to do this. Yeah. And let me go do, do, do. Everything is here. The comforts of home are here. I, during my lunch break, I don't eat lunch. I was, I was eating lunch at work in the building. Now working from home, I don't eat lunch. I've used that to take walks. And that's been great. I, I get outside and I get the fresh air and stuff. So I enjoy working from home. I'm going to get a, I have to get a bigger place. So I'm, I'm about to move soon to a, a slightly larger space. But outside of that, because I want a separate work office area, like how you have. But outside of that, I enjoy working from home. I really, really do. When I heard friends of mine who say, oh, I don't want to work from home. I don't have all these problems. I would be saying to myself, mm -hmm. what the hell is wrong with you? Because I had been doing it so long, I was like, do you know how much more productive you're going to be? Because when you're at work, and I noticed this when I, when I used to be working office, mm -hmm. um, before I went back into the office, half of the people spend more time mm -hmm. congregating okay. at the coffee pot and at the, um, you know, talking in the break room and bothering other people that they don't get mm -hmm. no work done and you can't get any work done. So a lot of that is, I mean, yeah, we're substituting that with Zoom calls, you know, and more meetings that are sometimes unnecessary. Once we got past that, because initially everybody was like, Zoom call all day, right? But now those are kind of falling back where you realize you don't need as many calls. You don't need as many conference calls. We can do this without, because I think employers, by and large, like to have their fingers on their employees. Mm -hmm. Like they want to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. When you're in the building, I can watch you. You know, you might go in your office and close the door if you have an office. But for the most part, we're going to see what you're doing. We're going to try to figure that out. And they're gonna do a they're gonna do a really good job at trying to monitor for, your for the micromanagers or out there. Oh, this COVID thing was probably a nightmare because yeah. now it's like, what did they do? Majority yeah. for a for a, a, a typical micromanager, for them, the majority of their day is the is the walking around, pacing the floor, walking the floor, checking on people, make sure they're doing what they're doing, talking with people, check constantly checking on a team. But now you can't pace the floor. You have to sort of, you have to trust that your team is doing what they're doing. You have your normal check-ins via, you know, if you're, if you're doing the scrum agile thing, so you're doing stand-ups. Or if you just have a yeah. weekly one-hour meeting, you know, you do that. How, whatever the frequency is, you know, you have your, that's been in place anyway. But that extra monitoring of, What's going on? You know, it gives a micromanager purpose. But now you take that away. 
what are they doing? Those type of people, they probably, they were one of the first ones that want to go back into the office when they opened it back up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. For most people, you don't need right. that kind of right. monitoring. You don't need it. You know, most people are motivated enough to do their job. And I know a lot of my um, close friends who work from home now, who used to being in the office, they do even more work because they feel like, oh, you know, I don't want to get behind. I'm like, you, were you doing this much work when you were in the office? Absolutely not. You were not, you know, so hard on yourself. But now you're thinking, oh, I got to do this because I don't want to lose my job. Or I, I got to do this because, you know, these things are behind. Guess what? When you work for somebody else, especially when you're in like a corporate, a, a big corporate setting, mm-hmm. there's always projects to do. There's always work that's going to come, whether you're there or not, whether, you know, y'all ought to work for a week or through mm-hmm. three months, it's still going to be work there. So you're never going to run out of project. So you have to have the mindset that, okay, yeah, I don't have to do twice as much to work because I'm at home now. Mm-hmm. I, I still need to be productive, but you can kind of last, like, understand, okay, cool. And I, I know people who would mm-hmm. not, like, mm-hmm. eat at their desk at home. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know you were doing this at work. I mean, I know you were doing this at work because I would talk to you, like, 30 minutes a day at work. <laughs> so, so why is it different now? So COVID did change that. It changed us mentally. From an economic standpoint, COVID hit a lot of people really hard because for most people, or I ain't going to say most people, a lot of mm-hmm. people, they had to go in to income. They couldn't work from right. home. They couldn't do their job remotely. So mm-hmm. that hit pockets really, really hard. And even, even people who had the option of doing that, it wasn't always an easy option because a lot of the businesses, whether they were big or small, yes. were not set up to do that. They made it seem like it's impossible for us to work at home because think about it. Most people wanted to say, hey, you know what? And I tell people all the time, when you're negotiating, mm-hmm. everything's a negotiation. If you're not getting the paycheck you want, ask for more time off. If you're not getting the time off you need, ask for something else because they, they can give you more if they want. So I was just saying, hey, like, take that time. Well, first of all, take the time you need because you're going to burn out. You don't want to burn out being at home. That's the worst thing to do. You're at home now and you burnt out because you work eight hours a day. You eat your lunch doing, Mm -hmm. you know, doing your work hours. And some people are like, oh, all I got to do is turn around and my desk is right behind me. So let me do a couple more hours so I'm not behind tomorrow. And that becomes, instead of working a 40-hour work week, you're working 60 hours before you know it. And you burnt out. Yeah, your employer is happy. They love it. But it's not doing you any benefit. But anyway, back to what I was saying about the yeah. economy and how it hurt people's pockets. Some people had to actually go to work to get paid. You know, we talk about frontline workers and stuff like that. But that people who work at fast foods, other restaurants have to close down for a period of time. And now a lot of them open back up. People who worked in grocery stores and stuff like that. You have to weigh my health mm-hmm. and my pay, you know? And some people, that's a hard decision. And some of them made the decision. And some of them decide, like, you know what? I'm just going to have to struggle through this a little bit and figure it out on the other side. But it definitely mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. impacted people. Yeah, you're right. right. And that, that is definitely the, the downside of it um, because some jobs can't be done remotely. That's, that's just it. 
But and I and it goes back to what you're saying about some businesses were put in, were forced to put processes in place. I mean, even with my job, you know, they had sort of teetered on some people remote, eh, 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 maybe, you know, they were sort of tiptoeing into it. But when this hit, it was like everybody who can work from home, work from home now, start now. And whoever cannot work from home, how can we get you to work from home? And they and it, expeditiously yeah. right? <laughs> they were turning out new laptops in front of me what do you need you need two monitors one monitor yours it's it's funny it's funny <laughs> how they found those laptops it's funny how they found those you know what i'm saying because last week when i wanted to work from home because it was easier for me to get my kid and, and work in that situation maybe a couple days a week from home Oh, it's impossible. We can't do it. You're going to work here or we're going to find you somewhere else to go. But now, yeah. oh, these laptops and this time is it did flexible and take a care lot of your family. But I would say also it revealed, and, and this is still going on with companies across the board, it, it also exposed the people who weren't doing work. So now, because it's a different type of monitoring yeah. now, you know, these work laptops that they give you, you know, they're not yours. People get that misconception like, oh, well, this is mine. I'm going, well, okay. That's still company property. So they're uploading software to that machine because it's their machine and it has monitoring capabilities in place. So it's showing, okay, you say you're really online all this time. Okay, it's going to monitor the screen time because sometimes that screen will go to, you know, the screen tape. So th- different type of monitoring yeah. tools have been pushed out to people's machines, I'm sure, uh, yeah, with different companies to sort of add to that type of monitoring to make sure that you are doing what you're doing. And, and also just the quality of work. The ones who actually do real work, you see, you see the product. So you're like, OK, whether they were at home or at work. You know, the quality is still there. They're still meeting deadlines. They're still doing exactly what they're doing. The communication skills are great. It's great. The ones who seemed like they were meeting, you know, the, the, the deadlines before at work and now not so much, you know, because they don't have the team right there to lean on, you know, to say, hey, I didn't get you think you could. They don't have that person that, that was literally a cube over. They just sort of just turned and looked. Hey, you think you could get me such and such? No, now they're at home by themselves working like the work has been divvied out mm-hmm. you're supposed to do this it's the expectation and bob been bsing around this whole time you don't know what it is very much like a college project you know everyone's got their part and then now it's time to come together like mm-hmm. tina i mean where, where where where's the where's the reports on this mm-hmm. uh it's the same thing it's the same thing so see i guess yeah. you know college has prepared us for that and here we are, because even though it's a team environment, it's not a team environment now, not not like what it used to be. It's a virtual team environment. That's a, a different dynamic. College has prepared us to understand that there's always going to be somebody mm-hmm. on the team that's not going to do the job. So you got to figure out how the rest of the team, how are you going to get that project accomplished? So that's what college teaches us. There's going to be people that's going to lean on you, lean on the team to get them by. And they're going to be people that are leaders, and there's going to be people who are followers. Mm-hmm. They're going to be people who are, you know, just passing along <laughs> and getting the same grade or getting the same pay mm-hmm. or you may get the same, yeah, 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 or, or recognition, you know, at work for doing 
bare minimum. So yeah, you definitely got to think about that. It does prepare us for some things. Another thing that COVID did for me is, and I guess as you, as I get older, it just happens all the time now. It mm. gave me a time to reflect. What is important? What is not important? What can I be mm-hmm. doing? <laughs> what should I be doing? You know, these are questions I ask myself all the time, but COVID was like, man, people out here dying. You know, and then think about it. This last summer, what else was happening besides COVID? Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Every, we out here in the streets basically begging for our lives during a pandemic when that should not have to be happening. We shouldn't have to be doing that, right? But it happened. We talk about Black Lives Matter as though like this is something new. This has been going on since Emmett Till. Like this is Black Lives has always matter, but the situation has always been mm-hmm. dire. This isn't new. I write poetry. No, I, used see, to. I didn't know that. Didn't Look at you. Like, I artist don't write here. Here I am coming yeah. up with rhymes. And you a whole poet here. <laughs> Need to cut an album. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> So my inspiration used to be love. I used to write all about love. My poetry used to be about love and relationships. But somewhere right around an incident that happened in, I believe it was New York, where the guy, black guy, got shot. I'm going to misquote the number of times he was shot, but he was shot like 25, 35 times. I know what you're talking about. Reaching for his wallet. Amadou. I think it was like Amadou. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. That's his name. That was the name of the poem. Mm. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to do. Right? And that was when my poetry kind of took a, a turn. It, it took a turn and it talked more about Black Lives Matter before it was Black Lives Matter. It talked more about police brutality and how we need to, you know, stand for something or fall for anything. Things like that. Kind of just like promoting ourselves and stuff like that. But getting back to the topic, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, all these things mm-hmm. were happening in the dead of summer alongside this pandemic. And people were out here saying, well, you know, why are they out here doing this pandemic? Blah, blah, blah. Stop killing us. We would not be out here mm-hmm. risking our lives even further. That was really stressful because I was going through some training last summer and I mm-hmm. remember not being able to focus. We got COVID because it's mm-hmm. like COVID ramped up over the summer. Like COVID cases ramped up. I was like, we got this. You know, you don't know how to process all these things at once. And I know I'm shifting here, I'm jumping here because this is a sidebar and we kind of jump around right here. But people always talk about reparations. And one of my friends was telling me, and we kind of had a conversation over the summer like, yo, if they want to give Black people reparations, they need to give free counseling to all Black people about whatever, whether it's relationship, like jobs, whatever, whatever you need as far as to kind of heal your mm-hmm. mental state, that's where they can start. Because yeah, give us some money, we're gonna spend it. And I, this is I'm I'm gonna say something that's real ignorant. Mm-hmm. We're gonna spend it on Jordans and <laughs> but give us something for me, give me some land. Give me something, mm-hmm. give me that <laughs> that 40 acres that you promised. Mm-hmm. Cause them 40 acres today, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They worth something. You know, and so, but she was basically saying, hey, this should give us like free mm-hmm. mental health checks. But do we have enough people that understand what it's like to be black and in that field? Do we have enough professionals that can 
can treat that or can, you know, help us through that? I don't think so. We don't have enough of us to look like us to understand what that life and that journey is like. So in order for us to get the treatment that we need, we got to be able to speak to people who understand that. You don't see us from a whole different perspective. They maybe only had communications with Black people or have any action with Black people through what they see on TV, movies, radio, or mm-hmm. maybe the few people that come through their office. So that was that's kind of like mm-hmm. a side note, sidebar. We can talk about that another time. COVID put a lot of stress on people. Black Lives Matter doing something put a lot of stress on people. And it's kind of like they were doubling down. Mm-hmm. Yo, let's mm-hmm. do some more. Let's kill another one. Let's let these people get off for killing this person over here. A lot of times people think about it and they say, oh, you know, then if he wasn't doing anything wrong, if he would have just did what the officer said, or if he wasn't out here jogging in the middle of the street, just exercising or doing this, it would have never happened. No, it's always going to happen until you change the culture. You mm-hmm. change why it's happening. And that starts with the people that have the power mm-hmm. to, to do these things and get away with it. Yeah, I think, well, one thing that definitely, yeah, because I, I do understand what you're saying, um, it was an emotionally and mentally stressful time. On top of that, I know I had a uh, coworker and he was he was my friend too. He had passed away. He had they say he contracted COVID in New Orleans. Why he was in New Orleans, who knows? But he also had other health problems too. And it took him down fast. He was he was he was gone in four days. And so that happened in the summer. And it was a somber time. It was like, mm. gosh, you know, you know, what the heck is going on? trying to maintain what was happening. I don't know. It was a, it was a, it was, it was definitely a weird time. Uh, I know for me, you know, I just, I, I leaned on, I leaned on the most high guy. That's for sure. I leaned on him and he's the one who kept me together because I, like everyone else was, you know, afraid and just cause there was confusion. And one thing about God, he is not the author of confusion. And so I had to lean on him and his understanding and what was going on and just sort of feel my way and navigate, you know, through. Because I, going into a grocery store, like when everyone started wearing masks and stuff, I didn't have one right away. So I'm looking like, what am I supposed to do? Every Folks started stockpiling those masks, stockpiling strange things, toilet paper and masks and bread. So, you, you know, you wouldn't see, you know, certain That's things awesome. in the store. And I'm like, okay, like I, I, I use pine salt regularly. Now it's nowhere to be found. I'm like, y'all messing up my supply. Y'all don't even use this every day. But now I can't get what I need. And, you know, this has disrupted my life as well and other people's too. And then they, people upcharging for, for simple things because they stockpiled it off of Amazon. So now they're charging $30 for a pack of 10 on uh, uh, vinyl gloves. You know, it was strange economic disruptions was happening in different pockets and still trying to manage that, navigate that. And plus, I'm thinking about my parents and I'm thinking about my family members. I'm thinking about me. I'm like, I'm a single woman. You know, I, you know, I, I, I'll be honest. I broke down because I'm like, man, you know, what's, go- what's going to happen? I broke down silently 
And 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 I did shed tears about that in my quiet time. But it was it was nothing, nothing but the most high God that brought me back into focus. Like, look, focus, just just stay focused and move forward. Uh, so all praises to him on that. But it was just life during COVID was was hard in the beginning. But as time went on, I think because we st- we started getting our routine and filling it out like, OK, so this is the new way, the new normal. That's where everyone kept starting, you know, start saying even at my time, this is the new normal. So yeah, I'm like, all right, so this is what it is now. So yeah. now it's new normal and people have adjusted. And that's just what it is. Everyone is adjusting. Now, there's still confusion because, you know, there's different vaccines out there. Some people are, they can't wait to take it. Some people are apprehensive. I'm not even going to ask the question, are you or what? Because I, 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 don't, I don't really want to know. Because I feel like that's opening uh, uh, Pandora's box for an argument or strife. It doesn't, I, I'm not going to allow that to even bubble up in, in this type of conversation. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's still a lot of things going on with this COVID situation, a lot of emotions. People get offended a lot more than they used to. People aren't hiding their true emotions. I'll say that. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy times and it's definitely a sign of the times. I say it's biblical. And just, I say at the end of it all, going through it, staying strong through it and going through it and making the right decisions, you know, stay prayed up. Hopefully, you know, if you you are praying to the right God, and and I mean that exactly as I'm saying it, you get the right guidance. And then you'll be able to maneuver accordingly. Well, when do you think this pandemic will really truly be over? What things need to be done for that to happen? And what will life look like after that? I believe the pandemic will be declared over when the government says it's over. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. That's who's giving us this information. Because there's so much different information out there amongst ourselves, amongst each other. You know, when, once the government said, okay, yeah. You know, enough is enough. This is it. You know, what the, I think we're in a good space now. And I believe that's why everyone is looking towards, you know, Biden, President Biden for answers, trying to get some understanding. They want him to speak on certain things and, and, and give information, some sort of signal that, OK, everything is OK. Something. It has to be stated out loud and clearly, because if it's not, and when it's not, that's when people start making their own moves, whatever those moves are. And they could be, you know, bad moves. They could be good moves. Who knows? You know, people are, are preparing in their own special way. You see the CDC. <laughs> Have you seen the CDC? On their headlights. And, and they use it as a tongue-in-cheek type of uh, thing. We're talking about uh, preparing for a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> or and there's a or a natural disaster, whatever you know, those type of things. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think I think that article had been up since 2011, if I recall right. So 
why is everybody bringing that up now versus 10 years ago? Not really sure. But, you know, bottom line is saying all that to say everyone is looking for answers and cl clear answers, clear answers, clear guidance and clear direction. So the only thing you can do is stay prayed up and, you know, just 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 move forward. So what will what will it look like afterwards? I, I really don't know. People are looking forward to not having to wear a mask all the time because those masks, let's just be honest, you know, it's hard to breathe. It really is. Your body's used to taking in a certain level of oxygen. And with the mask on, it, you're not taking in as much oxygen. So that has effects, negative effects on the body. I mean, it's the reason why when I go grocery shopping, I'm in and out. I'm not trying to hang out. For, no, I got my list. And I'm just like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm out of there because I'm trying to take my mask off as soon as possible getting this fresh air. Because, you know, wearing the mask. And, and so, yes, talking about wearing the mask is interesting. So when you go into a restaurant, they have, on the, they have the outside on the sign, you know, you need a mask is required for entry. But yet you're sitting inside without a mask on eating. And everyone's comfortable with that. Everyone is comfortable with that. And I think to myself, like, okay, that's the cost of doing business. You have to come in with a mask on. But what's the point of even having that if you know you're going to sit in there, take the mask off, and eat? And you sit in there maybe 30 minutes? <laughs> this, is why I, this is why I totally, completely ignored the conversation about <laughs> us living on Mars. We can't even live on Earth. How do, how are we going to live on Mars if we can't even put on a thin little blue mask to go to the grocery store, right? Or eat. So we're talking about going out of space that you got a whole suit on. I can see somebody right now and be like, you know what? Mm -mm, it's too hot. Mm -mm, I'm going to take this off. And then what? Boom, boom. That's it, right? Only like three people going to live out. That's it. You're going to live in outer space? Yeah. Elon Musk. Well, Pop, too, he can take one of them Teslas and ride it up. I, look, I have no interest in living <laughs> in outer space. This is the only land that, that the Most High has given us. This, this is the only one Earth. And that's that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the end of that. <laughs> so, you know, we're not meant to live forever. So, you know, I just, going back to the very first podcast, if y'all haven't listened to it, listen to it. I just, I, the Legacy podcast, the first podcast talked about Legacy, episode zero. Go check it out if you have it. But I just pray with my time, the time that I have on earth, that I make a positive impact and, I, and that I do what I was meant to do. Whatever it is, I do what I was meant to do and I do it fully and successfully. And then I, I, I can bow out with grace and peace. And, and pray that I make it to heaven. That's how I see it. So, you know, this COVID thing, this, this is a situation that's happening for this time. Um, it's a crazy time because I tell you, it, it, it definitely made, it gave me pause to like, you know what? When you think you, oh, well, I'll just put that off till tomorrow. I'll just, I'll just get together. Because I remember last year, I was, I was having happy hour with my friends. We were celebrating our birthdays in March about, Three of us have birthdays in March. So we were just, you know, excited. We linked up. Some other folks came, folks from work. It was, it, was a, it was a combination of friends. And we cackled. We had the best time. 
it was the best time. It was the first, first weekend in March. And we had the best time laughing, joking, eating good, drinking good. It was great. And I remember one of our friends, she couldn't make it. She was like, oh, I'll hit y'all, you know, uh, the next happy hour. We're like, oh, okay, okay. And sure enough, after that, that was the last happy hour we all had as a group. Because that's when COVID really hit. And that's when it's like, you know, that's when they had what the curfews. All that stuff started happening. Boom, 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 boom. And for months, every month after that, I kept thinking like, yo, I'm so glad we did that happy hour. Because look. No, that that night, you wouldn't have told us that when we would have linked up again the next week. You would like that was never even we were we was living. It was Liddy. <laughs> you know, we would have never thought that there would have been a curfew in place that you gotta be inside by seven. It, you know, and and I was just like, I'm just so happy that we did that. And immediately I was like, yo, this life that we have, we can't take it for granted. That's what it really taught me. We can't take it for granted. Whatever we're supposed to do, we need to do it. Don't do it sinfully. Okay. So this is this is this situation and we're living your life because people get YOLO confused now. You know, don't do that. Don't be wilding out, doing whatever you want to do, and you think there's there's no there's there's you don't have to pay the piper at the end. You know what I'm saying? You got to see some entity at the end of your life. And you got and it, it, it it's that's the requirement. Wherever you go, you're going to see somebody. That's just, that's just a fact. If folks, they go, oh, I'm just going to, you know, whatever. It just Look, you can think that if you want to, because when in the end, when it comes to the end, you stand alone and, and, and your life will be read. And, and that's all you can do, but sit there with your mouth shut. It ain't going to be no, what I thought and, I, and maybe, and I, no, that's it. You know, so you want to live your life in a positive manner and live it purposefully and do good things on this, on this earth. Whatever you did that's bad, you know, you repent for that and you let that go. But during this time now, you, t- you take, you uh, get pause and you think about it, spend time with your family. Cause that also was a benefit. A lot of families, they were so busy with life, but basketball practice, ballet practice, this, everybody was so busy. But now with this, with the pandemic hit, everyone was forced to sit still and sort of reconnect and get to know each other. And parents yeah. were forced to actually raise their kids. I mean, yeah. they had to like and be home dinner them and like, and like actually that do was- family things <laughs> that they weren't used to doing because life was in the way. Life got this situation, it put life on pause. And it showed you what mattered. A lot of married couples, there were some divorces that came up because like, so you don't know how to cook for real all this time because they've been eating out every day. They've been eating out because they're tired because both two people working. Another positive, I would say, you know, it put balance and order back into the family home because now you have a you, you have, you know, two parents working hard, trying to make it. But then at some point, some of the women were like, because they still expected to take care of the children. Now they ain't got the they didn't have the daycare like they used to. So now it's like, well, dang. Somebody got to stay home. Typically, it was the woman that volunteered like, well, I'll stay at home. So she actually put she put her career on pause. And she stayed at home and found out that she actually liked it. She didn't mind staying at home. I don't mind being a wife and a mom. I'm actually satisfied with my life. No, I don't want to go back to work. His income supports all of us. There really was no need to have four cars when we're really all we need is two. You know, things like that started coming up. 
And yeah. I think that's a positive situation. Yeah. Parents starting to pay more attention to their kids. They see, okay, when the teacher was talking about, look, your child is a problem here. She's not doing this and this and that. Not my child. Nope, nope, nope. Now that parents see firsthand front row seat. Okay, your child w- w- was really BSing around in class. Now you see it. That too. And like you said, life was put on pause and it was a necessity. It was something that we were not going to ever do on our own. It mm-hmm. was something that absolutely needed to be done. And we can definitely benefit from it. Parents are seeing their kids, mm-hmm. seeing their kids for the first time, mm-hmm. like understanding their needs, understanding what they fall short at, what they have mm-hmm. been doing or have not been doing as parents. It's just a humbling experience to be like, you know what? This is on me. Some of this is on me. Some of yeah. this is me not doing the work or doing my job. So, yeah, it's very important. This happened and it was sad all across the board, but some of the things that came out of it. I'm looking at the positive more than negative because a lot of families were brought brought back together again. You know, you had a lot of people moving. They were further out. Well, now, okay, well, I can do my job from home. Well, I don't have to live in this city. I can now live closer to my parents. That's one reason why I'm moving closer to my parents. You know, I'm 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 far away from them. But now I'm like, well, I don't need to live in this city now. I'm the only reason why I was living in the city that I'm living in now was because my job was five minutes away. Well, now, since I've already opted in to work from home full time and I know I can do this successfully without issue, I don't need to live here. Now I can live closer to my parents. So in case they need me for something now, I'll be 10 minutes away from them instead of 45. I like that. And you know what? They like it too. Yeah. So it's those things. It's brought families, I think, closer together. Now people can see, okay, maybe we do need each other. Because you had a lot of, I don't need you. I don't need you. And now it's like, you know what? Men and women need each other. That's, that's a fact, you know? And I think a lot of women saw that too. You have, going back to the strong, independent woman thing, I don't need no man, blah, 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 blah. No, you see, it's nice to have a man around. You, you do need a man. You need a man. You know, that's it. So, and it's, it's just, it's, you have that comfort of knowing, okay, you've got somebody looking out for you, watching over you. It's, it's a security factor, you know? And maybe that, that will quell, sort of quiet down a lot of arguments in the house. Or some, t- so, you know, some of the, the arguments that happen since you can't just up and leave and go somewhere, at least that's how it was, you know, when it first hit. Now it's forced you to actually talk to each other. Yeah. Conflict resolution skills. Those have been built up, hopefully. You know, it's not about just walking away. Maybe like, look, I'm upset. We agree, disagree. You may take a break and then come back like, look, I, I feel like we don't understand each other. Why is that? This is where I'm coming from. Well, this is where I'm coming from. Okay, well, how can we get to a common ground? Conflict resolution. That's how you can have a win-win. Or if you just realize, you know what? I don't need to win this one. I had an ex-boyfriend who used to say this all the time. That's not battle-worthy, Marge. Because I used to be a type, I want to start conflicts. And that was me trying to check to see where he was because I wanted want to see what kind of man he was. Very childish thinking. But, you know, he would say all the time, because he, he had nothing to prove to me. What's arguing supposed to prove? So sometimes, you know, if it was a, 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 an argument or a discussion, he saw him as all discussion. If it wasn't worth going back and forth about, the only thing he would say to me was, 
that's not battle worthy, Mar. That's it. And I would take it as a sign of weakness, but really he was the strong one in the situation because he was picking and choosing his battles. That's maturity. I wasn't being mature. I was being a kid. Yeah. And this is going to lead to a whole relationship podcast that I definitely want to get into because like you said, one of the things I say all the time is everything is not an argument. Mm-hmm. Sometimes this is just a conversation to be had. Also, People want to mm-hmm. have win-win situations every single time. They want to win-win. And sometimes it's not a, you're not going right. to win. Sometimes it's nothing to be won. It's just, right. can we agree to disagree and walk away and not be mad at each other right. and still not ha- harbor any bad feelings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you learn to get to that point, that's a whole nother game changer in a relationship, in any relationship, just not, not just a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. you know, people at work, your family. Because most people fight more with their family than they do in their relationships because you may grow up with your, you know, you, you're an mm-hmm. um, only child, but I have siblings. So you might grow up with them, but guess what? You get older, you get your own family, you have your own lives and things like that. And so yeah. the communication has to stay there though. You have to communicate and it all leans to communication. And when you don't have that or when that kind of falls apart because of distance or time, you have to rebuild it. And that's any relationship. People think, oh, you know, you're going to be together for 20 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. Oh, you know, it ain't like it was right. in the beginning. Guess what? It's not supposed to. You should grow. You should have, you should have a noticeable difference between mm-hmm. day one and day 100 or day one mm-hmm. and year 20. That should be a difference. That doesn't have to be a bad thing. And sometimes you're with somebody, people like, oh, we've been together so long. And oh, man, what happened? Guess what? One of you grew up and the other one didn't. Or both of you grew up but grew in different directions. And that's okay, but you got to communicate that to see if that's where y'all need to be. You know, most of the time I tell people, I really believe, you know, people are like, oh, do you believe in soulmates? Sidebar. We're totally getting off topic. But <laughs> we, we, we need to do be like, sidebar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Totally getting off topic, but like a lot of times people are like, oh, you know, um, he or she it was my soulmate, or I think he or she is my soulmate, or whatever. I don't particularly subscribe to soulmates. I think that you can make a relationship work with almost anybody, right? I think that you can have really strong, positive, loving, caring, devoted relationships with people who may not be your soulmate, but guess what? There are mm-hmm. billions of people out here in this land of ours. How do I know somebody who lived across the street from me or I met at the grocery store is my soulmate, right? My soulmate might not even Uh speak the same language I speak. But I can make it work with you because I know you from the library. I know you from the grocery store. I know you from work. And we kind of know the same people. We listen to the same music Uh or something brought us together. So to me, soulmates aren't, some people define like a Oh, if you don't see me as your soulmate, then this isn't going to work. I'd be like, do you even know what that no, means? This can work. Yeah, this will be a good sidebar, a, a, a B-side. <laughs> It'll be a good B-side. Yeah. All right. So anything else we want to kind of close this off? Because I I'm gonna know, because I don't know how to, I don't have the software, <laughs> nor do I know how to edit the stuff. So see, at some point, as we go down this journey together, you're going to have to, you know, teach a class, you know, I'd have to take a class from you or something so I can help with the load of that. If you want me to help, because I think you like doing this anyway. But, you know, this is a lot of editing. Mm. Yeah, it's a very good conversation. Great conversation. So that, 
that is that is life during COVID. A lot of opinions, and uh, and I'm sure a, a, a host more. But you know, that's these are the ones that we uh, uh, talked about and, and and touched on a bit. Um, I'm sure you all have some stories to tell. Uh, please, you know, hit us up. We we have an email address. We have social media. You know, talk to us. We will have it in the Instagram, links below. Twitter. Up, sidebar uh, podcast. And um, yeah, let's let's stay in touch, people. Connect with us. Talk to us. And, and, and let us know how we're doing. You know, like, comment, subscribe, share. Uh, what, what's, what's the other? What, what, did I miss one? Okay, no, tic-tac-toe, I've been struck all through. Got him. Got it. So anyway, all right, I'll stop being silly. Um, I am Just Marge. Just Marge. J-U-S-T-M-A-R-J. Not one word, two words. Okay. All right. And I'm D Strong. Again, thank you guys for listening. We really yeah. enjoy this. We, we enjoy doing this. So we got we got so much more. I think every podcast we do, we come yes. up with about 10 more topics to talk about. So we're looking forward to sharing and being engaged with you guys. So reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter. Like she said, find us in the links below and we will holla at you.